Oh, Hello, audience. Welcome to Hot Tub Chats. So, uh, it's been a little while. Actually, it's been more than a while. It's been months since we've um, done an episode here. So, um, tonight we decided that we'd um, go ahead and do one since we all can actually get together now. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're going to be doing an uh, episode tonight about the... Um, coronavirus and we already did an episode back in March or April about this but we want to do a more updated version so um and we also have our friend Mackie Williams here tonight with us <laughs> so um she's gonna join in a little bit so uh, obviously a lot has happened since March with this pandemic so we want to kind of do an updated episode on this and what we're thinking and feeling about it so I'm just going to start off with whoever wants to um join in first Alright, Miguel. Miguel, go ahead. Oh, Lord. Um, and I say Lord because everybody should be praying at this point. Uh, as, a, as a matter of fact, the pandemic at first started to be crazy. Uh, you know, personally, I felt very insecure. Like, I had no control of what was going on around my life and the whole world itself. So, it's really been a journey with this one of the things uh when i think about covid19 and how easily it would have been prevented and i'm sorry that this is going political but it's from the beginning um where in february trump was having discussions about this virus or even january as a as of early as january he was having discussions about this virus going around china and he had goddamn well know that something was coming you know that he knew that there was an outbreak and it was coming so at that point you know it, it kind of the way he's handled this pandemic has been very i wouldn't say stupid but i wouldn't say very minimal of the actual executive power the president has it, he could have been had at least a month or two in advance to start preparing this would call ppe um, equipment definitely uh, research for vaccines definitely call for face masks and public areas to be limited now if that would have been done so I feel like we would have gone through this pandemic in a month or, or a little over a month and it wouldn't be such a wide national thing now because everything that is going uh, and you know, and not just politically, but with this pandemic, it feels like it's divided not just everybody in the U.S., but everybody around the world on how they would, you know, continue with uh, a global global health scale like this, you know? This definitely shakes everybody to their core, but I mean, the way I feel about this is that we gotta hang in there. We gotta stay safe. We gotta do what is necessary and what we believe is right to uh, contain this pandemic. Yeah. And I heard recently on the news, in fact, that cases in Europe were going back up. Like Western Europe, like Spain and the UK. I heard that they were having to re implement new social distancing. How about the people so. who think it's fake, like made up? And yeah. who I know it's fucking stupid. Like people who think it's made My up. My husband thinks it's fake. Really? Well, 
if not fake, then like it's being severely exaggerated. But like coronavirus is a thing where you can get it mildly or you can get it really severely or and have stuff that like aggravates it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you already have like lung issues and all that. Yeah. I oh man, I have no time for people who think it's fake. It's fake, yeah. Just like straight up, straight up don't believe in it. I'm like, how can you not like, just watch the news. You'll see like <laughs> what's going on if you just, well. Like literally people have died from it and you'll see people talking about their stories. Like it's a real thing. Like it's not fake. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I think should be focused on. That people, a lot of people have died from it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, so we should be prioritizing like human life and yet they're, still people who are going out and just not caring about exactly. being safe about safety exactly yeah i'm so glad you touched on the media because that's where i want to head or move towards i feel like and uh, you guys would definitely probably disagree with me that the media has hyped it up a bit and not just because uh pol- you know politicians and public officials have said that, that it's fake or whether everybody should be locked down and quarantined, I feel like the media has played a great uh, role in spreading the news, especially if it is fake news or misinformation. At one point or another, you know, we were all thinking that there is by, well, that we would know what particularly were the symptoms of COVID-19 and that it wouldn't exactly affect children. And, you know, now... We know that it affects everybody. It is affecting children now. It is affecting children yeah. now. But that misinformation, those couple months that, you know, children were less likely to get it, uh, you know, or impossible to get it. Now they're, you know, they're catching it, they're getting it, yeah. people with uh, existing conditions. And I mean, I worry about my own children. People in our age group are kids, dying. And they're sending kids back to school in some states, too. Y'all saw the pictures from uh, Georgia, because they go back to school early, and kids was just at school, like, straight at school, and I'm like, uh, I mean, I remember, uh, Lily, you were a sophomore, you, Keely, were in eighth grade, we were freshmen, but, uh, H1N1, our freshman year of high school, I feel like took out a lot of the school's population as well, yeah. And that's one of the last times I remember being, like, vaccinated for flu, where it was like, hey, everyone needs to get vaccinated for this. Yeah. But... I missed school for a week, so... Yeah. Mm. What was that? The lighter. Oh, nice. Eh. Now, I do feel like media has hyped it up a bit in a way that almost seems like fake news. I mean, do you guys agree, disagree? I would like a challenge. I think it depends on what source you're listening to because I think the only sources to be trusted are like doctors and scientists who are actually working on it. If it's politicians or any kind of leaders, don't listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, I do like that you say uh, scientists and officials, you know, health officials, but even, you know, at a good point in time, two months, three months into the pandemic, this is March, turning into May, turning into June. They still didn't know exactly what were the symptoms of uh, COVID nineteen. Very wi- widely, a person to person. 
Well, yeah, and that kind of feels like we still don't have any control over it. Even now, they're well, saying that they're even now they're trying to say that it could be possible airborne. You know. Well, so, that's because so much is unknown about it. It's a new virus, so people don't know much about it. And I understand yeah. that. So it's very cautious to listen to uh, doctors and nurses and that are studying this and the, uh, you know, them putting out there that it's airborne if it's by contact. You know, how how many hours uh, disinfecting the a surface before it's safe and. Pr- I don't think they, you know, they still know, so they're just uh, assuming. These are, you know, assumptions that they're exactly making on their um, intelligence and uh, profession, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, though, because, I mean, as more information gets discovered, then the guidelines will change, and I think that's just natural. I just hate the way this was carried out by... Uh, outlets like media and I, I I don't like the media much I don't listen to the you know listen or watch the news um, I, I feel like they hear scare tactics oh my god scare everybody to death have you seen the Spanish Telemundo all the good stuff it is 3 o'clock 4 o'clock 5 o'clock 6 o'clock 30 minutes recess 7.30 or 8 o'clock and 11 nothing but news there's a different news story every other you know 30 minutes yeah and it's crazy because um that is one way that they can scare a population a community and spread spread misinformation how do you guys feel about i mean i feel like like uh reporting on the cases every day is not going to do anything like the amount of cases that have gone up or something like what what good is that going to do us i mean it's just basically scaring everybody to death i mean we know what's happening we know what's going on but i don't like it being like shoved in my face like the numbers all the time yeah like it's kind of like why is that needed you know why is that i don't know like i just think that yes we know what's going on we should take important safety measures of course we should wear masks and all the proper ppe but like like I don't understand why it has to be like shoved in our face every second of the day. It just puts me under a lot of stress. It gives me anxiety. You know, yeah. like I don't want to like hear about that all the time. You know, like I understand like they're trying to be safe, but like they, there's a difference between being safe and just scaring the shit out of the public. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like you can you can give safety guidelines out, but you don't need to like report on numbers like every yeah. second of the day. Like it's just kind of. It just, you know, it makes every, everybody's already anxious. Exactly. You know? Like, I feel like some people need to hear it, though. I remember at yeah, a certain fine, point, like, at the place where I work, they were, we were making announcements of, like, you know, social distancing, what people should be doing, about the fact that the aisles were one way. We had signs that said the aisles were one way. I was as a cart cleaner was supposed to be saying, hey, the aisles are one way. There was, like, five ways, but, like, people wouldn't listen. Being cart cleaner, mm. I, like I told you earlier, I can't do that shit. That shit is boring. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being an essential worker? Cart cleaning is boring well, as hell. thankfully, I'm fortunate in the fact that I have a very good immune system. That's a good point. Like, I've, um... In fact, I've had a friend who was also or well eh, never mind 
you know, you know yeah. being, I'm just thankful that I have a good immune system. Like, I, I worry about myself affecting others before myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I worry about my kids. I would worry than, about, yeah. like, I, yeah. I mean, I live with my parents, and I'm just afraid of bringing anything home to them you know that's especially uh, with them being older that is anyway. a very that is a very good point and i'm glad you mentioned that because being an essential worker is literally putting your you know risking your health and your life mm-hmm. uh in the line for in including your family you know you could bring that home and everybody gets sick and then you know everybody's screwing <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not even an essential worker, but, like, I, you know, I'm at work every day, and I'm still exposed to hundreds of people a day. Exactly. So, it's like, you know, who's to say that I couldn't bring something home, you know? Right. And that that's why everyone has to, like, Wear a mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask. Wash your and hands. And some people come in and refuse to wear one. And I'm like, why? Oh, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to keep, at least if not for yourself, for other people, you know? Like, why would you want to put others at risk? Dude, like, I've had mm-hmm. nurses multiple nurses there's a hospital near where i live i've had multiple people come in without masks or not get their carts cleaned and be like oh it's okay i'm a nurse and i'm like i don't fucking want to use my nurse goddamn uh-uh. right or, oh it's okay yeah. i'm around kids all the time i'm a teacher like okay so <laughs> that's the clean worst your shit thing. clean your cart like <laughs> yeah come on man Oh. And this and people a- just try to grab one, the ones that obviously are not cleaned. Like they'll just Dude, try to. I, gra- <laughs> I started. I started pre-cleaning because okay, there's gonna be a little humor for y'all. I always say there's four levels of customer. There's the plastic bubble customer who will steal all your gloves, clean oh, the yeah. car, like ask you to clean the cart. Steal the hand sanitizer. Yep. Steal the yep. mask. Gra- grabbing all the shit on your cart like yep. they're not supposed to. Yep. All the chemicals and then you know cleaning the cart three times. Then you have, like, the awkward waiters slash people who don't care. The people who will come in and be like, touch his cart. Oh, okay, yeah, you can clean it. It's like, or they bring a cart in from outside. Yeah. And ask you to clean it, and you just do the southern kind of like, oh, bless your heart, honey. Germs don't work like that. <laughs> you know? Cross and, and, you know, slash people that, like, don't... And then these people also don't respect the six feet rule. They'll just, like, awkwardly approach the cart. Like this, and stand. I used to spray people with my spray bottle for real, oh and my some God. people still wouldn't even back up because they're standing like right next to me. And then you have the person who's thug life who just goes in through the outdoor, grabs the freaking card out of your goddamn hand, <laughs> <laughs> just like fuck the mask and the virus you claim. Because the people that they gang gang, like, I, I wow. pre-clean the card too, too, and I line them up. But then somebody may grab one from the actual like. Um, where all the rest of the carts are, the ones that are not cleaned. Like, they'll just grab one from there, and I'm like, oh, no, ma'am, this one over here is clean. I know, right? <laughs> and, but I was telling um, Mackie earlier that cleaning carts is, like, the most boring job that I've ever done in my life. Like, the shift goes by so slowly, but you know what? If it can protect people, it's fine, but I'd much rather be on the registers. <laughs> it makes the time go by quicker. I told Lily just to have, like, psycho conversations with herself. That's how I survive. Yeah. I'll be having... I just daydream. Yeah, yeah. Like, just stand out there, daydream. I'll sing. Because the lobby of where I work has, like, good acoustics. All right, we're getting off topic here. We're getting way off topic here. All right, so I am going to go back to Miguel's point about Trump not preparing well enough for this. Because America, America really has not... Did not prepare for this whatsoever. 
I mean, Trump assured us that we were safe from this virus and that America wasn't going to be affected. And obviously, we all knew that was a big fat lie from the beginning. And now look what happened. Now we have a full-blown pandemic in the U.S. I mean, yeah. like, where's your, like, why didn't you have more preparation? Why didn't you use common sense and be like, okay, well, it's spreading in other countries. It's probably going to come here because people travel. So, I mean, it's bound to come here. Like, use your fucking common sense. Like, I don't know. And maybe that goes to the American, uh, not, I wouldn't say American, I'm sorry. To the ignorant people out there, because there's uh, old types of walk of life that are ignorant. Now, whether believing yet this pandemic won't affect you, whether you're not putting the risk of other people's health in the line for not wearing a mask or uh, definitely not social distancing, you know? America was not prepared. And even throughout the beginning, I believe that America has, you know, has to be one of the well-funded, well-educated nations in the world where the president would be the first person to know about major catastrophe, whether it's an attack, whether it's uh, an act of war or just uh, civil disturbances, riots, you know, he would be the first one to know whether a terrorist decides to come out of their hole and, you know, start making chaos, the president would know. Now, you, we, cannot, we can all agree that America, uh, the president receives daily briefings. Now, yeah. in those daily briefings, he must have heard COVID-19, you know, in multiple, you know, sessions. Now, why wouldn't he prepare? Why wouldn't he take this serious? Either he's, I mean, definitely he's ignorant. But this should have been a red flag. This is coming up too many times for it to be a coincidence. Or, you know, a hoax or a miracle or whatever. So, he should have... It would have been a red flag for him to understand. Alright, let's let's try to take some safety measurements. Whether it's mask, PPP, definitely all of that, you know? Yeah. And this could have been easily prevented. I honestly think it would have been a much easier to start quarantining, start... Uh, start lockdowns, minimizing things, people wearing masks, even though it does seem like a little too extreme, maybe, you know, going against people's political views and not just, you know, their freedom. And I still think your brother had it. Oh, Lord. I'm actually 99% sure he did. Well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but we would have never known. Hmm. His brother was coughing really badly one time and had a fever. Oh, no. This was, how long ago was this? A couple months ago. A month or two ago. He may have had a mild case. Yeah. Because, again, it can be mild or severe. Well, you know, again, I, I still don't think that health officials fully know what the symptoms are. Because this is, this virus is very elusive. Mm-hmm. And if for all we know, we could have had it in December and not known about it. Yeah. I mean, because this whole time we haven't had any fever. Terribly back in December, and the kids. The only way you. Can... Oh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You can take an antibody test, and if you have antibodies, you have it. But um, that's, I think, the only way of knowing if you've had it or not. Is that free? Do they do that free now? Yeah. Okay. Now, do you ever feel like in back in December, November, that you might have had it? Yeah. 
Well, I know I, at least uh, in um, April, as I haven't been tested since then, but April was when I had the antibody test and it came back negative, so I never had it. Um, but I did feel, I did feel sick in, around like November, so I thought that might be it, but then when I got the test rules back, I realized I hadn't had it. Where did you go for that test? There's a, well, this is identifying information, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's in, it's a place, I'll tell you. We'll cut it out. Okay. It doesn't matter to listeners to the podcast, they're not going to care. <laughs> so, okay. It's not like everyone in the world can, I've heard recently we have overseas listeners, which is great. So oh, yeah. if you're listening from overseas, I'm going to say a place name. You're going to be like, well, I can't go there. Specifically yeah. <laughs> Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Ireland, you love us for some reason. Yeah, I shout out UK. to... I want to come visit y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me please too. take me to Scotland. Like, Yeah, anyway. Anyway, I think we've uh, wrapped up our discussion tonight. Uh, we want to thank y'all for listening. And... Um, yeah, it was very much rantish this time, but you know we we haven't done an episode in a while, so it's all good. Thank you guys for listening to Hot Tub Chats. Have a good night.